Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and we're back again for another Know Thine Enemy, episode 3, and uh, today we're going to be looking at the Witch King of Angmar, the leader of the Mordor forces um, in the better part and of the world. And the Angmar war. forces. Yes, and the Angmar for- forces. Of course, as usual, I'm joined by uh, T, Hello. Uh, Tienan, and uh, Matt. Howdy. Matt, why don't you give us a breakdown on the Witch King, his rules, what does he have at his disposal? Okay, well, of course, the Witch King is a ringwraith. Yep. So, my God. <laughs> oh, shock horror. So, he does all those ringwraithy things that we know and love, or so, hate, depending yeah. on who we are. <laughs> so, what obviously, being a ringwraith, he has the, um... Oh, wait, jeez, woof. It's been a while since I actually looked at the <laughs> ringwraith rules and realized, my God, there's a lot of stats yeah, there. Yeah, all the things. Yep. So... Well, why don't we start with his, his uh, stat line first, Matt? I think that's a good place to start. Yep, sure thing. The Witch King, like all wraiths, uh, exactly the same stat line as the basic wraiths. Yep. Fight is, five, uh, yep. strength four, defense eight, one attack, one wound, courage six. Now, the heroic stats, of course, are where it yeah, gets interesting. That's, that's where it gets interesting. Which, the ring wraiths are the only models in the game that allow you to change their sort of stats around in the army building part that's of right, the game. Yes. What do you guys think about that? Do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing being able to alter sort of the power level of your ring ranks? I think it's an interesting thing. And I know that sounds like a cop-out. But <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it very there much is. There is some, a little bit of debate as to how to run a basic ring wraith. Yeah. But I, I think it's interesting simply because you can run them out pretty cheaply and just get their very, very basic yeah. points worth. Uh, boost up to really good levels, at which point they uh, mm. can become small powerhouses in their own right. That is that is that is very true. Obviously you, by... You, you uh, can tailor them to taste. <laughs> <laughs> obviously by power up and by changing their stats, we obviously mean their might will and fate. Now, normal ring ranks have the ability to purchase up to 2 points of might, 14 points of will, and 2 points of fate. Now, they have to come with 7 will, the basic race, but obviously we're talking about the Wish King. Um, being the leader of the race, he's a bit more on the, has a bit more power than the others. So the Wish King um, starts with zero might, ten will, and zero fate. And he can choose to purchase uh, an extra point of might, will, or fate for five points, up to a maximum of three might, twenty will, and three fate. So you got some customization there. Yeah, that's not including the uh, other goodies the Witch King gets to get. And what other goodies does he have? What war gear can the Witch King of Angmar purchase? Well, he's got the normal Ringwraith stuff, so he can pick the three different types of fell beasts, a horse, Mogul Blade. But unique to the Witch King is... Yeah. Mogul Blade's unique as well, I might add. Uh, I don't believe it? Ringwraith. Un- unique with heavy quotation marks. It's yeah. them and Castellans, but I'll oh, let it slide. I'll let it slide. I, I, I must be uh, confusing it with past editions when all wraiths could take a Mogul Blade. It's getting late. We'll, we'll excuse that. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but anyway, specific to the Witch King is the Flail and the Crown of Mogul. Oh, which, the Crown of Mogul. Which is a absolutely beastly upgrade. Now, the Crown of Mogul gives the Witch King three attacks, which puts him up there with, you know, your Aragorn, your Boromir, your big 3-3-3 three, three, three heroes. Genuine it, combat hero. Yeah, genuine yeah. combat hero. And the Morgul Blade is really handy. Basically, it allows you to almost ignore fate and half the amount of damage you need to do. So if you wound someone with a Morgul Blade, they just die. Now, you can stop it with fate, but yeah. having that option means you can insta-kill certain creatures like trolls, ants, 
stuff like that. But it also or means... Big Heroes without any fate left. Yeah. Or Big Heroes without any fate left as well. So be that a lesson to you. If, if you're playing, playing something with a Morgul Blade, don't use your fate to last. Yep. So that's uh, obviously Fell Beasts. Well, we'll get into that later with the Fell Beasts and, and that. But we'll go into his uh, spe- his other special rules, obviously being a Wraith, he has Terror. But what else does he have other than just the Terror? Harbinger of Evil is the big one, of course. And that's probably why uh, you, you take a budget Wraith in the first place. But yep. all Wraiths get it. Yep. And that's a Neg 1 modifier to Courage, to your enemy's Courage within 12 inches. Which is amazing. Very nice buff. It's oh, yeah, very, yeah. Well, it's not a buff, it's more of a debuff. But it's, it, 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 it's amazing and part of why the current meta is uh, so nasty. Yeah, yeah. Freaking terror and spectres and crap. And of course, <laughs> we're, if we're talking about special rules, we have to mention the Will of Evil. So when he or any other wraith runs out of will, they uh, pop out of existence. In a path yep. of logic. <laughs> a wizard did it. <laughs> what Tina means by that is I mean, you have to spend a will every point. Oh, Obviously, yeah, you need to spend you... will to be in combat, but yeah, you also need too. to spend will with Ring Race to be in combat. So not only are you casting will to spend spell for spells, but you're spending will to be in Which combat. Which makes the Crown of Morgul quite interesting choice for a Ring Wraith because uh, he's on a time limit. Yeah, pretty much. Or a the, turn limit. Turn limit, turn yeah. Limit. yeah. Essentially, yeah. yes. which which is interesting with the race because it basically means every time you cast a spell, every time you enter combat, you're killing yourself. <laughs> Effectively, yeah, yep. The masochists, those wraiths. <laughs> they love it. One thing we should probably mention, Riv, the Witch King, also is the one extra spell he gets. Yes. Give us a list of his spells. Well, he's got good old transfix and compel. Probably the most, two most used spells in the game, I reckon. Probably the two most effective. Yep. Compel, uh, I've said it once, I'll say it again. Compel, most devastating spell in the game. Yeah. He's also got uh, Sap Will, which uh, I'm sure most people know. Yep. Make sure Uh, other spells work. (laughs) (laughs) Black Dart, which is a classic. Drain Courage, which I think is uh, rather underused. Underused, but I think it's it's quite a good harassing tool since it's a two plus to cast. Yeah, for, uh, for him and most Wraiths. I think we are seeing it a little bit more, again, in the current meta, which is all based around Courage. Yeah. But On certain heroes, it's particularly effective. I'm thinking of Denethor here. Yeah. You're going to drain yeah. Denethor's Courage because oh, it Denethor. <laughs> <laughs> And the one which I mentioned before, your staff is broken. So, enemy wizards, beware. Witch King's coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> Just on that, that, that staff is broken. Do you think it is... Should you should you go straight out, break the staff of a wizard, like, straight out of the get-go, or should you try and use your spells to do other stuff? I, I think you go with a sap will or two beforehand. Yeah. Or, yeah, I would go for a sap will beforehand because, yeah, the wizards have six will, you want to get through that a bit. But also, throwing a your staff is broken means they're going to spend a, bun- a couple of will to resist. Yeah, they have to resist. So yeah. they'll be burning, res- burning their resources to resist that because... Yeah, it makes wizards just that much less scary. That's true. That is very true. Well, we've we've sort of given everyone a brief outline of what the Witch King is. He's a pretty malleable character, I think would be a, a fair assumption. There's lots of options with fielding him. What are some of the more, the more common ways of fielding the Witch Kings, and which way would you guys prefer to field him? Because he comes in at at a base 70 points and then you pretty much you can go whatever there you can go combat routes you can go harass assassination sustain you can do a whole bunch of different things with the wish king what do you think 
or you prefer to run the Witch King? How do you like to run it? I think the first thing to point out is that once you're getting a Ringwraith to 10 will plus, yep. immediately you switch over the Witch King because yep. you can get that extra might point and that extra might point is key. We should point out the maths behind that, I guess. A normal Ringwraith is 55 points for a 0 might, 7 will, 0 fate. The Witch King is 15 points more. Starts with 0 might, 10 will, and 0 fate. So, yeah, you're not really paying anything more for that extra spell. Yeah. Or your staff it's is essentially broken. free. So, yeah, essentially free. So, back to the sort of original question. How would yeah. you basically build, if that's a loose term I could use, how would you build your Witch King? How do you think a Witch King should be around, or, or how do you prefer to run it? I think there are two ways of doing it. Putting Felbeast aside for a second. Yep. Yep. You can go with the Morgul Crown, or you can go without the Morgul Crown. Yeah. This is without Felbeasts. Yeah. Into the equation. So, with the Morgul Crown, you are using him in combat. You don't buy it if you're not going to be putting him in combat. Yeah. It's a waste of points. So, if you're going to do that, you're probably going to go with the Morgul Blade as well. Yeah. Because suddenly it becomes a lot more effective. Yeah. yeah. Gives you extra dice to try to yeah, get the wound exactly. off and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, in that case, you're going to be using him as not only a support hero, but also a combat hero, and, and you need to be using him in that way. You can't be having him only as support, as you might in another case. The other way to run him, of course, is without the Morgul Crown, in which case he's going to be more support. You can give him those three might points instead of two on the regular rank. Yep. And you can use him just to sit back and, and do that ring rate thing. Just, just take sit out those back, enemy heroes. Transfix, bring a compel exactly. on a high priority target, those kind of things, yeah. I think the way I would use him if I took him was pretty much what you said, Riv, the Crown of Morgul, throw him in an armored horse, give him a Morgul blade, maybe give him the flail, because, I don't know, plus one to wound is nice. Or oh. that's minus one to win the combat too, though. Yeah, it's a situational thing. I mean, if you've got other guys in that combat as well, I mean... The, yeah. the other thing with the flail is I don't believe you can use the Morgul blade in conjunction. No, there was no, an FAQ on that. You have to use the Witch King's base strength. Speaking of which, does the Morgul Blade actually count as a sword? So can you faint with it? I've heard a few questions about this. I think you can. Yeah, it, it is is a Morgul Blade. It, it is a sword, true and proper. I think like people. I think this is the reason why the FAQ came out, which you have to use it. The Witch King's Base Strength because people think, oh, Morgul Blade. If I took the Flail, could I flail a Morgul Blade strike, or can I convert my Witch King to have an axe or Speaking whatever? Of which, why isn't there a Morgul Flail? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I heard the term Morgul Arrow in the most recent film. Oh, yes. Yes, yes that's, that. that's interesting Slightly to think scary. about. I think um, a couple of people were also saying triggering your Morgul Blade off a black dart and a whole bunch of weird stuff like that. I think if you look at it, the Morgul Blade straight up as it is printed in the book, it's it's a blade. You can faint with it because it, it, it is a blade. It's, it's a sword. Yeah, totally you can faint with it, but that's it. You, you use your own strength, so strength four. Fainting with, with the crown, though, that's three, four attacks if you're on the charge. There should be plenty. That's also inclusive if you're on a fell beast. Yes. So you must yeah. use the Witch King's strength yes. if you're striking with the However, you will still get the charge bonus. Yes. yes. On, on, on a similar note, I am really surprised GW hasn't brought out an FAQ just listing all of the named weapons and saying specifically that they are a certain type of weapon. Cause Tor I they did that for Torazul? Yeah, there's a couple no, 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 of dwarfish. That, that um, it was a direct answer to a question. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. I've heard of some people going, "Oh, I can model Andural as an axe now," or 
Yeah, not no, exactly no. that, but ver- things to various degrees. Of, to be of honest, why would you bother running? Could running you please bitch slap whoever said that for me, Timmy? You, you would just run it at the sword because you'd want the re-roll ones. That's God, that's yes. the bane well, of oh, Underworld oh, is rolling maybe, ones. Maybe model uh, Andural as a flail or oh flail. Yeah, I can see I can see Hang someone on. wanting to do that. Why on earth would you model Andural as an axe? Yeah, I don't know. It was an example. It may not have been. Anyway, I think we're getting a bit off topic here. We're getting the main one was Gilgalad spear Eogloss as a sword. Right, yeah, I think I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, back to the actual man in the spotlight at the moment, <laughs> the Witch King. I was sort of going, oh, I think we should touch on the other big aspect of the Witch King is his ability to take a fell beast. Now, that changes the dynamic of Ring Race completely, in my opinion. You go from a, almost a linear attack pattern in that you know he's going to come towards you for an attack and maybe push you around a bit so you can As sort of guard. As opposed to all those heroes who move away from you to attack you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well no, sorry, no, the, uh, yeah. I was referring to melee heroes. It, yeah. That actually but makes sense for ranged heroes. I, I'm more it's late. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more referring to a linear type path. You know how he's going to get to you. But with a fell beast, it sort of changes up the angles and the way someone can get into your lines. It also, with the new monster rules, adds in the ability to hurl on really cool angles and stuff like that. Do you think a fell beast, like the fifty point fell beast, is worth taking over, say for instance, Crown, Horse, Morgul Blade? Which do you think those combinations are isolated of yourself? Or do you think you can combine the crown with the fell beast? Do you think it's a waste of points? Do you think that you should take the fell beast just as a fell beast with the Witch King or full kit? T? If you're taking a fell beast, I don't think the Crown of Morgul is that worth it, because it's 30 points for one more attack, as opposed to the 30 points for two more attacks, mm. like, which it normally is sort of him on a horse. I do think generally that fell beasts are very much worth it, especially the horned fell beasts, because of their yes, strength, because seven. strength 7. Is Simply massive. because of the new monster rules, because that means they can pick up uh, stuff like... Um, cave trolls. Yeah, ca- cave trolls, and yeah. it, anything that strength sticks and, and throw them away. So paying 25 points for that, that's worth it? Over the regular one? It may be. I think that you know it depends on who you're playing against, but also just striking against normal infantry. Strength 7 means you're wounding defense 5 infantry on 3+. plus. Yeah, you, you see you see defense 5 a fair bit, especially in those You see smaller... defense 7 a fair bit, even. That's true as yeah. well, with dwarves. Yeah, yeah, suddenly you're munching through dwarves quite comfortably. Oh, yeah, and enemy heroes. Because yeah, that's true as yeah. well. With uh, being on Felbish, you want to go for those assassinations since you've got the, such maneuverability with it. However, that does up his points uh, a bit. Yeah, and well, he, um, obviously we've been... Um, we're, 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 let's go with the sort of the fully kitted out Witch King, all the bells and whistles sort of thing. Normally... If you're running like a fell beast, or if you're going to be running the, the crown on horse, do you think it's worth to go for the full-on three might, twenty will, three fate, go right up there to two hundred points and run him like that as your big melee caster? Like there was sort of like a dragon or a Sauron who's able to like spell one person, bring him forward with a compel, and then going himself to finish him off. Do you think it's worth running him at the full or two hundred points level with the crown or the fell beast? I certainly think if you're using the crown and, and horse. Yep. Either kind of horse. You need to get as much will as possible because you are using that will for combat, of course. Yeah. And I think, it, needless to say, you buy as much might as you can in Ring Ray because one might max. for five points yeah. Always is, yeah. is amazing. So, do you think you that gives. You never have enough might. Just on that, do you think that gives uh, the Witch King a better leg up over the other race, being that he can get that third point of will? Yes. Oh, yes. Every the time. third point of might, sorry? <laughs> Very simple question. Very yeah, simple yeah. answer. Yes. Do you absolutely. think 
second question is, do you think, like, because obviously the other ring race have names and stuff, do you think it's worth taking the other ring race over a Witch King? Like, the other named one? I know they have different applications and principles, but you were saying the third point of might is massive. Yeah, that's... Is it, is it warranting to fa- favoritism over the Witch King, I guess, it, over... It depends on how you're intending to run them. So, a lot of the named race will work well in a particular army, which yeah. is why you take them in the first place. That's true. The Witch King, the reason... You're always going to give him that third might point, but the reason you're taking the Witch King is because he's particularly nasty in combat with that Morgul Blade and with all that extra whip. Yeah. So... Yeah, the only other named wraith which comes, which has the same amount of will as him is the Undying. And the, the only, only one with the same amount of might, might is the Knight of Umbar, Umbar, as you were just about to say, yeah. Great minds think alike. One more thing I want to sort of touch on as well with the Witch King and, and sort of how to build him and put him into an army. Budget. Is it worth running him as like a budget race to support your army, or is it you're better off just going bare bone, 70 point, sort of two might? Seven will no fate sort of wraith. I would say it is worth running him if you're going for a budget wraith with uh, a bit more will. But of course, you go the three might, and I think this is where you see the most debate with uh, taking budget ring wraiths is whether you take any fate at all. Mm. I'm a big fan of taking at least one or two fate. I'm the same. I always yeah. take at least. And one. I suppose this is the same principle for the Witch King as well. You you would take the fate on a Witch King or a Wraith like this. You don't want to risk that lucky shot or coming yeah. up against Legolas. Yeah, you oh, down that Legolas. Or even Bard now. Yeah, Bard Bard, Bard, Bard well. can do it quite well. Yeah. Bard do it does it even better even than better, Legolas yes. now. Rerolls right. the hit with the triple mic, so you can guarantee the hit pretty yeah. much. Alright, so we've talked um, about ways to fill the Witch King in, on a Foul Beast, um, on Horse of Crown, different levels of playing in. How would you run a Witch King in an army? What sort of armies are you looking for when you field a Witch King? Because obviously he comes in two different army lists, um, the Mortar Army List and the Angmar Army List. So he has different troops he can, well, sort of different troops he can lead. But he has lots of options in what he can do for the army. What do you want your Witch King to be doing in those sort of armies? And how do you want those armies to support the Witch King? Most recently, I did run the Witch King at a tournament, in yep. which I happened to be victorious somehow. <laughs> <laughs> We've uh, heard stories about this tournament, <laughs> but no photographic proof, however. Oh, no. there were witnesses, I assure <laughs> you. There were witnesses. No photos, right. and it didn't happen. Fix <laughs> <laughs> it didn't happen. Um, this was up on the Sunshine Coast at uh, the Second Legion Gaming Club. Yep. Great group of guys. Thanks for having me up there, by the way. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I ran him with, I believe it was Three Might, Sixteen Will, Two Fate. No extra stuff. That was 16 will. 16 will. Wow. I think... Oh, no, sorry. 13 will. So, 3, 13. 13 any fate? 2 fate. 2 fate. So, yeah. 3, 13, 2? 3, 13, 2. That was it. Any other tricks? Nope. That was all. So, I, I just basically had him... You didn't him, even have a horse? Nope. I had him on foot, and I had him in that support role. Okay. So, he was also my army's leader. Yep. Okay. Because my other heroes were a Barrowite and a Shade. I didn't feel confident Dog. with either of them as my leader. Yeah. I, I, well, I will, first I of all, you, you get slapped for taking the shade, isn't it? Isn't that the normal thing now? You get slapped for taking the shade. Yeah, you're the one that told me to take it. <laughs> oh, I did. I, I, but I for various that, reasons. Um, normally, taking a ring wraith as your leader is generally not a good idea simply because as the game goes on, he becomes closer and closer to death simply because of will let alone the fact that he has one wound and yeah, only a couple of points of fate. Any hero where towards the end of the game, if someone simply charges him, he's going to die, is not the best uh, option for a leader. <laughs> yeah. So as I said, he, he was only my leader because my other two options were not the best. 
Yeah. Well, the Barrowite has the same flaws as the Witch King and the ability to be sniped out. And Shade, and runs Shade like a push- just runs yeah. and just runs. <laughs> I, I, I will say that there are some people who run their Ringwraiths without any fate. Yep, that is true. Simply because they say, well, if the Ringwraith is in combat, then they're screwed anyway. <laughs> and uh, Or they say, well, no one ever targets a Wraith because he's defense 8. Yeah. And they never come across Legolas. For some reason. Which is interesting because I've seen you don't see Legolas I've seen Wraiths being shot out by not just Legolas. I've seen them shot out by generic archers. Or one orc tracker. God <laughs> damn it! <laughs> I did once run a two seven zero wraith uh, at a tournament. Legolas rolled a one to wound, and then Thranduil. Ah uh, yes. And then the very next shot, Thranduil killed him <laughs> using only one might point, I believe. Ah uh, Josh, Josh, that that was, that was an, a miracle uh. shot there. <laughs> So sort of daddy showing how the sun how it's how yep. it's done. So if you do take a zero uh, fate wraith, uh, occasionally gotta, you, you're going to yeah. come up against an army and go, "This was a terrible idea." I, I will also point out that Josh is in fact not Matt's dad. I was more I was more As referring to the earlier. pun that Thranduil going, "This is how it's done, son." Oh, I thought you were saying like, no. I wasn't going on that far. But what are you insane? Quite possibly. Well, I'm confused. <laughs> anyway. So I ran him as the support Witch King up at this yep. tournament, and he did a pretty good job in, in all of his games, really. The negative one courage was the main reason I was taking a yep. Wraith in the first place, due to uh, some specters and a troll in the army. Yeah, that and, meta. Yeah, and yeah, he had the three might, which was the only might in my army, so of course that was important. I wasn't going to take a regular Wraith, I needed that extra might point. Yeah. So that's the way to run him when you're, you're budgeting it. Yeah. Okay, well, that that's sort of how you do it support-wise. Um, Tim, how would you use the Witch King on a Fell Beast? Completely differently. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think one of the main things about the Fell Beast is that it flies. And so that means you can just move across the enemy line yep. and, you know, charge those banners or that hero who, you know, that support hero who's sitting at the back by himself for yep. some reason... So, so basically what you're saying is, if you're taking the Fell Beast, you need to be using its maneuverability. Oh, yes. If you've got, if you bothered to put the Witch King on the Fell Beast, odds are you're giving him as much will and might as possible. Yeah. In fact, you're, you're probably running him as close to full stats as you can. Yeah. So he's probably going to come in at about 200 points as well. Yeah, he, his threat range becomes massive, especially with the current monster rules. Because yeah. Barge uh, used well is amazing to target certain enemies that are, you know, locked up, mm. and you're facing a shield wall, you can fly him into the perfect position and then all over all those soldiers that are nicely lined up for you. <laughs> Something we didn't touch on with the Morgul Crown is that if you are taking Witch King on a Fell Beast, and you are intending on hurling quite a bit, if you're that sort of player, maybe you are, yep. maybe you aren't. I am. <laughs> I yeah. am very if you do much. We, we know, Tatum. We've seen your hurls. If you do intend on hurling, you're not going to need that Morgul Crown. Yeah. Yeah. So, so with, generally, the Crown of Mogul is not the best choice on the Fell Beast. So, with that Fell Beast and the ability to zip around and get into the sort of the perfect spots, if I might coin a phrase, should you be weary? Like, is is it one of those things where you need to try to have something else in your armor that can sort of help him? Almost another Fell Beast or fast moving uh, cab, like I don't know, wargs or something like that. Do you? Is he one of those sort of? I'm going to go in. I'm going to kill my target, and then that's it. Or do you want to sort of play it more of a conservative role where you run into a flank, pick off a few guys, and then sort of 
switch it up by flipping to the other flank or whatever? Is it more of a harass his toe, or is it an all-in, I'm going to kill something fell-based? The Witch King, it's definitely not one of those ones you just want to send in and not think of an exit strategy. Yeah. You want to get him out of there afterwards yeah, because it, you put so many points in there. It's a ring race, so uh, he's got one wound, and despite the defense eight and the couple of points of fate, he's fragile as hell. Yeah, one one lucky... And, you know, if you are using the Fel Beast to go in over enemy lines or hit, hit that flank, then he is, uh, there is a chance you could get surrounded. Yep. If you're not careful. And, you know, there are other heroes who could take him down quite solidly. Mm. Any hero fight six who gets, oh. who's not yeah. transfixed. Because that, that's sort of his, that's sort of his, his ability to take down enemy models is transfix, I charge you, you die. He's a warrior mage. I mean, yeah. with those spell supports, he can quickly ta- take down I think practically any hero. Mm. Assuming that, you know, you've you worn them down enough that you are getting your spells through. Well, so so positioning, positioning is key. Yeah. You need to be ensuring that no matter how you're taking out that target that you decided to gun for, you're going to be able to get out afterwards. Yeah, yeah uh, I think Compel is particularly useful here yeah. just to get that model you like into the perfect position for the Witch King to dump on him and go knob. This yeah. is where you sometimes love it when uh, your opponent has decided to mount their heroes. Yeah, because <laughs> you get <laughs> the extra range, range of the compel. Because yeah. uh, I suppose one thing that you, you can sort of see when just sort of be talking about the Witch King, he's not a duelist. He doesn't duel someone. He he assassins. He takes them out in one go. Yeah. So I suppose if you're not if you if you're running the full Witch King full power, whether that be on a horse with crown and Mogul blade or on a fell beast. If you're going into something, you need to kill it first time. And yeah. you sort of almost have to say, I'm not afraid to burn my might to do this. Yeah, he because, can't grind. Yeah, he can't. He once he, grind. his exit strategy is the fact that the thing that's going to kill him is no longer there. That's so right. I don't need to worry. That, that's where ring rates in general, though. Ring rates cannot grind simply because yeah. of their problems yeah, with their will. Yeah, their problem with their will. And, uh, with what you said earlier, you, you do need to run support for them. Yeah. Because as good as a ring wraith on a fell beast is, they're fragile as hell. You need, something to stop them from being surrounded and or able to get over there yeah. i suppose just just quickly what model choices would be good support for a witch king anything else that flies so anything yep. that can go with him so probably you're probably looking at something like bat swarms, bat swarms is, the uh, is, a, is a good option uh, there bat swarms also um means the witch king doesn't necessarily need to uh cast transfix yeah so, so it saves save, his will save his will points for the combat yeah and i guess if you're going for the big monster army you could go with Gulliver. Ooh, you've just, him, you've, just, you've just given me an idea. Gulliver, just Witch King. a ton of points into that. Well, there's a thousand point tournament coming up then. Ooh, Ooh. Gulliver, Witch King. I'm going to think of <laughs> But yeah, in, in any other case, you can even chuck him into the middle of your lines on occasion and just ensure that you're protecting him with the body of your troops. Yep. And as you said before, cavalry going with him on the flanks can work as well. Cool. So, so we've sort of broken down the Witch King as his offensive and what you would use. What would you do if you come up against the Witch King? So what countermeasures can you put up against? He seems to be a pretty slippery uh, character to deal with. Fly, spells, lock up, just hard to engage. Like, obviously, you need Terror Tech to get into him as well. There's a whole bunch of things that he can do, lots of tricks and stuff. And if he's supported, he's almost not hard, extremely difficult to get into it. How do you deal with. A character like the Witch King. 
first things first, make sure you've got some bodyguard in your army, please. It <laughs> or, helps or just so some much. some way around courage. Some way around courage. That, that, yeah. That's not always an option, though. No, yeah, it's not. But especially if you can non- take some bodyguard, please do. Well, what about something like Arnold? Arnold don't really have an option for bodyguard. They, they do have the banner, but Halberd's banner is something that screams to me, screams to me as a target for the Witch King. Yeah, it so, so how does. how do you deal with it with you? The Witch King is drawn to pretty banners. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think what you're getting at, Trav, is that you'd need to position magnificently. Yeah, yeah. Protect I, your heroes. So, so I, I think you need to do the. You need to play to minimize the effects of magic, as you would yeah. against any strong spellcaster. Yeah. And I think you need to be very careful with your back lines. Yes. Because the Witch King can simply fly over if he's on a fell beast, your shield wall is prone to be get prone to getting trapped. Yeah. Against itself. Or that hero you've got sitting at the back or that banner is yeah, prone to being assassinated or compelled a little yeah. distance and then assassinated. I know I just throw in a sort of scattering of guys so he cannot physically fit in the, in the places that would cause so as much yeah. carnage. So you need to minimize the damage he can do and Try and grind it. Yeah. So this is a general strategy against any flying monster, really, or yep. any flyer. So yeah. Oh, and spellcasters as well. Yeah. Yeah. Suppose as well, there's a couple of other things I've noticed. There's a couple of other spellcasters in the game as well. Um, like uh, just, just just a couple. Just, just a couple. No, a couple that I want to sort of highlight. Uh, predominantly other models with Sorcerer's Blast, Saruman Gandalf, Radagast as well with his Panic Steed. And the Stormclaw, who can knock over the Witch King and get rid of your spell beast, is that something? Too, is that something that you should be worried about? Like, should you be throwing lots of will to stop those spells, or should you say, if it happens, it happens, and deal with it? If you put the points to put him onto a fell beast, then I'd say, yeah, you, you probably will want to spend a few points of will to resist those spells. Also, knowing that in any kind of magical duel, if you've got a four stat Witch King. Or do, he's got to come out on top of that 20 will. Yeah. And, he, yeah, no, and, and that's, that. even if things go not that well for him, he's going to come out on top eventually. Yeah. Well, However, in the long term, you still have to watch in out the, for wizards. Yes. Yeah. Which is why the Witch King's so great, because he can... Uh, break that star. Break that star. Yeah, break that star, yeah. uh, which means he can win that grind war a lot more easily. Yeah. And I think the wizard would be put on the defensive feel like we're not helping to beat the Witch King. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. No. So, so uh, this was sort of dancing around the point a bit. Yeah. Is there anything that you can think of straight off the top of your head? I know, I know, Matt, you said bodyguard. Is there anything else that you can think of? Any sort of little strategies or, or tricks you can do the Witch King, like baiting him out, trying to force him to come where you want him to come? Or certain characters that just have sort of, I don't know, a special rule or a stat line that can just say no to the Witch King? I think one thing you mentioned, uh, baiting, is quite possible of uh, deliberately putting a juicy target just in the Witch King's range, which would mean he overextends, and then you uh, surround him and, yeah, hopefully butcher him. Yeah, because that, that is a good point with flyers. Flyers have, I do have a tendency to overextend themselves, mm-hmm. separate themselves from the army where they just can't get back. So, yeah, if you have the ability to sort of set up a trap, almost, for a Witch King, sort of give him a target where you sort of can look at it and go, I'm pretty confident I can survive a charge, or I'm pretty confident that I can counter his charge. And yeah. Try that. I'm thinking probably one of the best ways of doing this is if you have an army with multiple banners or with multiple yep. shamans, even. 
Yeah, sacrifice one of your Sharons to yep. flush the Vicky Shin To out. give yourself yeah. a chance of forcing him to come in and being able to get around you. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess if you don't have multiple banners or a shaman, you could throw one of your you know, sort of medium heroes yeah. out yeah. and say, "Yeah, if I'm lucky, he'll live, but you know, otherwise, he'll be he's helping me take down the Witch King." Yeah. Well, I suppose that that's pretty much wraps up the Witch King. Do you have any other sort of final comments you want to sort of throw out there about the Witch King? Be afraid. Be <laughs> yeah. very afraid. Race yeah, of no, he, he, He's the perfect assassin, but... Well, okay, maybe not perfect, but but he's really good at being an assassin. Yeah. But I guess one of the main ways you can just generally go about finding him is trying to force him into that grind. Yeah. Broomers don't like grind. Because, yeah, eventually he will go down. You know well, that. I've seen, Everyone I've knows seen in a battle report, report Mary kill the Witch King by shielding against him for eight turns straight. <laughs> Well, that's just fun. <laughs> uh, what, no barrow blade? <laughs> unfortunately not, he'd already spent it. It's a barrow shield. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well let's get into the final wrap-ups and scores. Start with you, Matt. What do you reckon? What, 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 out of 10, what would you give the Witch King? With so much damage potential, he, he's got to score highly. You know that yeah. you can... Our best method of getting rid of him <laughs> is to sacrifice something. That says a lot about the Witch King. So or I, hope that your opponent just has no idea how to use him. Yeah, or you have some, too, or yeah. you get a good compel off or something like or that. Maybe, or you catch him out of position and hold, hold, hold Or maybe or every spell he rolls, he rolls a one. I don't or, know. or if you've got Legolas and you get really, really <laughs> lucky and he fails all of his fate and he's already used a mic Because let, let's face it, a good re- Witch King, even on horse, and Falbish just makes it even more ridiculous, a good Witch King's going to be hard to pin down and that's what makes him such a threat, is he's going to be hard to pin down but even when he's not in combat, hovering around the back in, in your back line, he's still throwing spells at you. He's still yeah. he's still supporting so, your army. So with all that damage output, support output, and customizability, uh, I've got to give him, I think, a nine and a half. He's a very, Ooh, wow. he's a a big very, score. very, very capable hero. Uh, Tannen, what what have you got? Yeah, an almost uh, perfect assassin, but. When you're forking out that many points for something, he, he gets really expensive in, in the 200-plus mark. And he will uh, expire eventually if you keep him in that combat role. So simply because he does have that turn limit on him, I'm going to give him an uh, 8.5. Uh, I'm not far off 10 in there. I've used him a couple of times. I've used him at full power as well, and... My eyes go, wow, with that Morgul Blade crown combo. I can't hop on about that enough. I don't think he's quite deserving of of the 10 or the 9 that Matt gave him, but I'm, I'm going to give him a respectable 8. I think there are other better flyer assassins out there. Uh, Koth, Gulliver, Koth. Out there. You guys know my, my, my feelings about Gulliver. So. Yeah, the, yeah. The, there is a um, very disturbing uh, relationship between Travis and Gulliver. Some it's, serious it's, sexual tension. It's, it's <laughs> disturbing because I I I win with it. We're all the jelly. You are all the jelly. <laughs> well, anyway, I, I don't anyway, think I like. We're getting on that. So yeah, it's an A from me. That's it for this. Know thine enemy episode three with the Witch King. So uh, hope to see you next time. And remember, guys, trust win games.